Welcome to Fucked Up Fables, everybody. Uh, if ruining your childhood is something that you would enjoy, you've come to the right place. So today, Alice is going to be presenting not Mulan, like Titania said. So what are we doing today instead? We are doing The Little Mermaid. Ooh. I like it. Yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> So, y'all ready for this? Cause... Yeah, it can't be that bad. I mean... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, has been a, this has been a I mean, caffeine-fueled um, scrambling. <laughs> only the movie that kicked off the Disney renaissance. So, I mean... Part of your world, every woman and every father on this planet knows every single word to part of your world it's saying it in choir it's a rite of passage at this point you know oh, i should have brought a fork start brushing my hair <laughs> i have a fork <laughs> all right <laughs> all right buckle up bitches yes that's how i'm starting things off because I'm delving into one of the most beloved tales of all time. I know what I said, and if you don't get it right now, that's okay, you will in a minute. So, to start off, let's first go over the original Disney version. It's a sweet, endearing tale of a rebellious 16-year-old half-fish girl who, upon seeing the first human ever, falls madly in love in true Disney princess fashion and does all she can to follow her heart's and her heart's desire and be with her steamy prince, Prince Eric, whom she saves from near drowning after his ship is caught in a storm. In his I'm days sorry, upon wakening prince. <laughs> I don't know why we're laughing, but I can't because somebody else is laughing. It makes me laugh. <laughs> in the water. Well, Before I mean, his... he was on fire. <laughs> I'm sorry, Avalon. <laughs> My cat is sleeping behind me and she just whined. I think I'm being too oh. <laughs> Sorry. So, I have to. It's, it's all good. In his days upon waking, he catches a glimpse of her face and he too falls in love with her and thus begins the dance of them trying to find a way back to each other. Deciding after Father King Triton catches her again getting a bit too cozy with Prince Eric's stone likeness and blasting her little cave of wonders to bits, she swims her stubborn teenage fish butt to none other than Ursula, the wicked sea witch. So I know my grandmother's name was Ursula, and I, I used to think she was a secret witch. <laughs> nice. Now Sorry, I want to name a child Ursula so they get the same treatment. <laughs> Please no. Am I cruel? It's a beautiful name. It's a very so, old fashioned name. Yeah. Huh? I said it's a very old fashioned name. Mm -hmm. She she was very German. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So, so Ursula tells Ariel that if she wants to lock lips with Landlover Boy, Ariel has to give up her fins for legs. But the cost to do this is her siren song. 
Of course, Ariel being young and well in teenage rebellion fashion, signs Ursula's contract and agrees. This is where things start to go south. Ursula, now in possession of Ariel's sultry singing voice, decides to put it to use for her own gain. Meanwhile, Ariel, now voiceless and finless, is flopped upon the shore like, well, the fish out of water she is. Of course, our dashing prince stumbles upon her as he strolls along, and naturally, like most men, his memory fails to recall anything to fails in recalling that this is the same woman who saved his soggy ass from drowning three days ago. I mean, and he looked drowned. I'm gonna skip the bit that I wrote here. Anywho, they la-di-da up to his massive castle, no compensating there, where they plop her into the most girly of girly princess dresses that have ever been made, which, by the way, pink does not go with red hair. It goes with fire red hair. Yes, it does. Don't let anybody lie to you. (laughs) There is a shade of pink for every person on this planet. And I will die on that hill. No. Barbie would agree. Thank you. Barbie would agree. Barbie does not have red hair. She I had a Barbie doll. Her name was Becky. And she had red hair. It's Barbie. That's all you need to know. That's true. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, it's at this point we are then treated to the traditional Disney of song and falling in love and sweet, sappy romance. Mm-hmm. Where He's Ariel too- loses... <laughs> her absolute shit while seeing all the land walker things such as being in a carriage, dancing and of course a sweet boat ride into an enchanted weeping willow where, whoops daisy what's this? The henchman of Ursula you remember you remember her, right? Big purple, had a hard on for Eric look, there's tentacles. All I'm saying is we've all seen enough very adult anime to know where this could have gone I mean, someone did put a dick on the original VH S cover wasn't too that is a rumor. that has never been no, proven no it has been proven because i had one of the original vhs tape covers and it had it on there just because it looked phallic doesn't mean it no, is it was this is it coming was. from an art major there are penises everywhere in the world but it doesn't mean it was purposeful there's a guy who's who spread Buddhism to the world through the use of his dick. True story. How so? Give me more Uh, details. He he used drinking and sleeping with people to spread Buddhism and it worked. I don't remember his name. All I know is that he was known as like the flaming dick of Buddhism. Legit. It's like a legit thing. Look it up. They have an entire city dedicated to him. Yeah, they have a whole city dedicated to him, and it's just statues of dicks. And but that sounds like dick. chlamydia, the That's flaming somewhere. dick. Yes, oh I God. I will look up his name. I, this is a real thing, guys. Uh, He's friendly with him with his dick. It oh, happens. boy. <laughs> so anyway, while we're talking, let's Back continue. to the flaming dick of... Eric, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So, the little shits show up, and they tip the boat over, causing Ariel to miss out on breaking Ursula's contract, where she had to kiss the prince within three days, or else she becomes Ursula's prisoner. 
It's at this point Ursula decides to take matters in her own tentacles and become a sultry, sexy siren using Ariel's voice to lure poor Prince Eric into her slimy grasp. Like, no love- one saw that happening. I love Vanessa, I gotta say. Me too. I want to cosplay her. <laughs> Someday. <clears throat> but I did Ariel first. <laughs> <laughs> gotta work your way through it. Inky do. <laughs> you should totally do Vanessa. We could go as a duo. No, no, that needs to be Alice, and I need to be Prince Eric. Duh. I mean, that yes, works too. My thing. Yes. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> so, naturally, our lover boy goes gaga for Vanessa, who is Ursula in disguise. Anyway, he's all, we're going to get married on the boat. Because, yes, this brown-haired lady who looks nothing like the redhead that saved my drowning butt is my love. So they take off at near sunset next day. Ariel's left to watch her true love be married off until Ariel's sea friends intervene and help her board the boat and stop the wedding. It's during this mutiny that Ariel gets her voice back and is able to break Ursula's spell upon him. But it's a little too late. But what a shame. She's too late. So Ursula yeets Ariel and herself into the ocean and basically (laughs) throws a giant shitstorm. Literally giant shitstorm. Ariel's father Triton tries to save Ariel, giving his train to Ursula, who becomes the size of Moby Dick, but with tentacles, again, could have gone route of so many adult things. Eric goes, nah, you took my real girl, and stabs Ursula with the ship, turning her into sushi and inadvertently saving several other people who also signed contracts with Ursula. Again, Ariel saves his almost drowning butt and stares longingly at him until her father King Triton goes all bibbidi-bobbidi-boop, grants her teenage daughter the ultimate fantasy of being with the only man she ever met. And once more, true Disney fashion, they get hitched, live happily ever after. Everyone all smiles, cheers, and rainbows. Rainbow! Yay for happy endings! Oh. Still my favorite Disney movie. Fun fact about your loving co-host Titania... I had Little Mermaid bed sheets and curtains until I was 17 years old. The I same ones that were given to me when I was six. <laughs> nice. So, answer to the flaming dick. Thank oh, back to that. Name. <laughs> His name is Dirkba Cunley, also known as I, I'm Cunley. sorry, I heard dick butt. <laughs> Dirkpa. 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 Dirkpa Cunley, a.k.a. the Llama Cunley. And Bhutan is the name of the city that is covered in literally just penises. He became a llama? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> With his of fire. With his flaming dick. <laughs> All right. All right. Now that that's the history lesson of today, I think I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'm not quite done. I do have a bit more because... This is where we go into the Hans Christian Andersen story. Because I did have that pulled up if you guys want me to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Disney gave us the sweet, touchy-feely bit, right? They pulled from Hans Christian Andersen's story and made it all pretty and rainbows and yay, happy times. The real, at least what I would consider probably a real-ish stories since mermaids aren't real but 
it is a really dark story. And Christian Anderson, Hans Christian Anderson used it as, and I found this out today. Thank you. Inkidoo. 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 Thank you, Inkidoo. Uh, awesome. That it was actually done as a story to his lover because he was gay. Pseudo lover. They pseudo lover. He was in love with him. Colin, the person that he wrote the story to, was not in it, love with him. Tragically Got romantic. It. Yes. Yes. So before I kind of delve into this, there may be some trigger warnings. I do. I do want to throw that up there. Because this is where things get a, a little, at least in my mind, where I kind of go, hmm, this is really controlling and manipulative and not okay. Um, <clears throat> one of the key points, too, that I want to point out with Anderson's story versus the Disney version is that Little Mermaid straight up dies. She doesn't go on to live happily ever after. Yes, she dies. She could die. It's a happy ending. She doesn't have a soul. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> have a work soul. For one, though. So she turns into sea foam, is what happens. Um, and she turn. The reason she turns into sea foam is because if she wanted to get a soul, she had to kill the prince who wound up marrying another person instead of her. Um, she was still fifteen at the time of this story, and. She basically became human to, you know, try and gain his favor and get him to marry her and everything else. And this it was, was the again, same same curse, wasn't it? Where she had to become, she became human for three days, and within three days she had to get a kiss. And if she didn't get a kiss, she would die. Right? No, it was there was no three day limit or anything like that. What this was is that. Um, she had to get him to fall in love with her, where he would favor her over his family, his friends, be devoted to her. And instead of having her voice box taken out, or, you know, what we saw in Disney version, um, her tongue was cut out, <clears throat> straight, straight up chopped off. And the sea witch told her that with her having legs, it was going to be like she was walking on a thousand knives for with every step she took. So yeah, she had she had to watch him marry this other woman because he just refused to, you know, be with her. And he basically treated her like a slave, kind of. Um, Ooh, she didn't, didn't have he, um... her own room. She slept on yeah, the floor. Yeah, I thought he her more like a in sister front of his room. No. He treated her like a straight up like pet kind of slave. Thing. Yeah, she was like a like, like a, a pet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a pet. Um, uh, he like liked to watch her dance or something like that. And, and he would pat her on the head. Yeah, uh -huh. he would, like, yeah, she would like dance for him. Yeah, very That's a good writing. Very just yeah. not normal. Not um, for her though. Wasn't she happy? So yeah, the 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 Hans Christian Andersen version is very just it, it's very demeaning, and I also want to point out that in both stories, um, she brought this on herself because she could have easily said no to the sea witch. She didn't have to go to the sea witch, and which brings up a point of 
you know, there's a, there's some, there's, you know, being in love with someone versus just an unhealthy obsession. And that's basically what this was, was a very unhealthy obsession. And the sea witch fed off of that and took it and used it to her advantage. Not gonna lie, when I was 15, 16 years old, if a sea witch said if I gave her my tongue, I could go and live with Orlando Bloom, it would have happened. Right. Well, I, mean, I mean, yeah, but we don't always make the best decisions when we're 16 but, years old. But also, even in <laughs> no, the Disney version, you see it in her her trove. Like, she is obsessed with the human world. So it wouldn't have mattered what the conditions were. She was going to do it. Oh, yeah. Even if she didn't meet him and fall in love with him, if she had the opportunity, she would have done mm-hmm. it. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, at least that's, you know, kind of, I, 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 I know she, she probably would not, but it also, it also seems like that it, there was some taking advantage and she was just unhealth, maybe a slightly unhealthy obsessed because she could have easily decided, hey, no, maybe this isn't a good idea. Or maybe, hey, feeling like my feet are being stabbed <laughs> and bleeding every time I take a step, because that's the other thing that happened. Her feet would literally bleed oh, after yeah, so long of walking around. Yeah, that was in the story. Like, she went like rock climbing and stuff with him, and um, and her feet started to bleed because it hurt so bad. So yeah, true. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, and and. and also in the Hound Christian Anderson version, when she turns 15, which was like a rite of passage, she was allowed to go up to shore, which is how she meets the, the prince, which is how where she sees him. But before she went up to shore, she had to go through also some painful things. Her grandma, who's the sea queen, was like, hey, I'm going to put these oysters on your tan- tail fin and you're going to shut up and like it because it makes you look beautiful. I seriously thought you were going to say on her tits for a moment there. And I was like, yes. And you're going to shut up and like it. Oysters on the tits sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean, they didn't say what went on there, but you I know. I'm pay for that service. I'm just saying. You know, if that's your yeah. kink. Clams on hey, the nipple. No, I, I, I don't kink shame. I don't kink shame here. <laughs> Yeah, they wore them almost like a crown because I think it was every other person could have six, but the grandmother had like 11 clams on her. Yeah, and, and there was, was a point of pride. Yeah, Ariel had, or the Little Mermaid had eight uh, on her tail fin is what she had. And she was like, oh, that hurts. And the grandma's like, mm, too bad, you're going to like it. And this is how it is. I mean, we do so, that to people now. So exactly, and that's like, not okay to do. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's all I got for it. So feel free to fill oh, in details. Well, fill what in about the end? Of the end. There is a happy ending. There is. So she doesn't no, have a soul, but that's really what she wants in the end. So after she she gets the knife to kill mm-hmm. the bride. 
and decides not to do it. And then after she throws the knife overboard, she then becomes seafoam. But in that transition, she's then granted the opportunity to earn a soul by becoming these little like wind fairy. She becomes an angel. Call it an angel. They don't actually give it a name. Well, maybe it wasn't angel. But um, and then she she has to spend three hundred years as this wind thing and they fairy like child spirits or something when a baby dies they Mm -hmm. fairy that one side to the other yeah and after 300 years she'll get a soul and like in the end she's like super happy to have a chance because yeah she thought it was the human that she wanted before but what she she found out what she really wanted was to have a soul was a soul and she gets the opportunity so like she yeah she cut out her tongue and walked <laughs> on knives for who knows how long and did all sorts of stupid stuff. But I, I guess it's worth it in the end. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Again, if it was Orlando Blue, So. No. But yeah, and, and if I recall correctly, that her sisters wound up having to, wound up giving the knife to her because her sisters traded in their hair for the knife is what happened. Because they wanted their little sister to live and not die. Because no matter what, at yeah. the end of that curse, she was going, she was supposed to die if she didn't follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is a really fun, it's a fun story. I was actually, do you remember when the, that's a dumb question. Do you remember when the pandemic started? <laughs> I remember exactly where I was. Yeah, me too. I was at (laughs) Shut up. That was I. I'm so literally like four days after I get back from Disney, everything shut down. So you know what? I am very fortunate to have done that. But no, um, when right right after the pandemic started um and we were all in lockdown cosplayers were dressing up as like disney princesses and reading stories yeah. and i had never read the little mermaid before and i was like how cute would it be to throw on my little mermaid wig and like the top that i had finished at the time and read it and i started reading like recording myself reading it out loud and you can see the moment i realized the children probably shouldn't be reading this is like i'm reading it and i'm just like they should do what <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um shells it's a pretty dark story, unfortunately. Um, you know, Disney definitely, de- Disney definitely prettied it up and made it like all happy. And I mean, yeah, the end is kind of happy, but there's a lot of dark stuff that happens, and it's. Yeah. I mean, stories back then were more for like, more than just entertainment. So it was like supposed mm-hmm. to make you leery of things you go bump in the night or you know mm-hmm. don't fall in love with the first person you see like you know like they were just, just they were a little bit more cautionary than what we think of them today they had lessons yeah. to learn because not even fairy tales could be happy and enjoyful and just there for fun <laughs> yeah. yeah everything had a purpose exactly so what do you think the uh moral of this story is overall with the little mermaid it's um don't fall in love with someone and don't think that what you want is really what you want. Does that make sense? Don't fall in love with someone. <laughs> don't okay, don't fall in with the first fall in love with the first person that you meet. 
because I mean, it may not turn Vince out to be what you want. Really do anything wrong in that aspect because he was never yeah, I'm possibly falling in love with you. He was always, let me find this other lady that I think was the person who rescued me. And so, like, Felicia, yeah. like, don't be a stan. Just don't be a stan. A stan? A stan. A stan. Yeah, a stan. They're the, like, crazy obsessive fans. Eminem. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. It. It's called a yeah. stan. It's like okay. the K-pop stans are the ones who mm-hmm. are, like, super obsessed with the band or whatever they call once they get the plastic surgery to match Uh, yeah and like have not to the point of like people who suffer from mental illnesses that cause them to like have imaginary relationships with people but they have relationships with people maybe that that sort of thing maybe the little mermaid had a a, an illness (laughs) you don't know of I mean, yeah, she was definitely obsessive, for sure. I think, yeah, she was obsessive. She was obviously, you know, rebellious teenager. But having an unhealthy obsession is... I I have a moral that stands across both movie and book. Don't make deals with sea witches. (laughs) Yeah. The title, Sea Witch, is foreboding. Like... What no, bad rap. Go find a sea fairy or something that sounds a little nicer than sea witch. <laughs> and, it does and, also make you kind of like think a little bit too. Yeah, you know? if you think about it from the standpoint that Hans Christian Andersen wrote it because he had he'd fallen in love with somebody who didn't love him back, who also then got married to somebody else. Like, it's, sad. it's a really sad it's story. It's a really sad story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It, it makes you, know, you wonder if, like, that's how he saw himself as, like, as the Little Mermaid, you know? Yeah. Kind of like a um, Oscar Wilde, Dorian Gray type thing mm-hmm. where he's, like, you know, not being with Colin, that was the guy's name, Colin, felt like he was walking on, you know, 100 knives or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like a way of explaining his heartbreak. Yeah. And then in the end, when he got married, it was like, that was the moment his heart died. Yeah. I mean, like, but there was hope knew. at the end. <laughs> but so like he knew. So like, because Hans confessed his love to Colin and Colin mm-hmm. was like, I like you, but not like that. Like, I'm not gay, dude. And so then he, you know, ended up getting married. And it was like one of the last letters I think that he wrote to him was the Little Mermaid story that he sent to him. Which, I mean, it, it does make sense because it's basically Hans Christian Anderson saying, okay, yeah, I recognize that you don't have feelings for me and that hurts and, you know, I feel angry and hurt and I want to get rid of this person from your life. But ultimately, I realize that they make you happy and I need to find a way to make me happy instead. Right. Like, that's not what I actually want is to kill them. Like, exactly. This. Yeah. Though yeah. So he may be angry enough to think he does. Right. <laughs> there is a moment in the story where the mermaid's like, uh, yeah. like when she's standing over the bed with the knife, yeah, you stab him and then goes, mm, nope, change my mind, chucks it. That makes it really, really sad. Yeah. Like thinking about the story. It's my favorite Disney movie and now it's sad. Really? That's your favorite Disney movie? My all time favorite Disney animated movie. 
I mean, it's the first one that I saw in movie theaters as a little girl. So, oh, we recorded off Channel Thirty when it came on, and Channel Thirty was the channel that didn't quite come in, so it was all fuzzy. <laughs> I nice. lived in middle nowhere. Um, Mulan is my second favorite mm-hmm. animated Disney movie. So, Alex, what's your favorite Disney movie? Since we're talking about my it. my animated. favorite Disney movie, favorite animated is just stick to animated. Okay, um, is honestly. The Little Mermaid. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> you are out, Inky Doo. You no longer can. <laughs> and I, I have a really hard time picking like just one favorite because I have categories. <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up watching The Little Mermaid, Cinderella, Pocahontas, you know, Sleeping Beauty. Um, yeah, they, they're all my favorites, really. Um, you know, Pinocchio, that was another one that I watched all the time as a kid. Lady and I think actually I said Lady and the Tramp would be my second favorite. I've never seen that movie. <sighs> it's really okay. Have you seen the live action? <laughs> no, it's no. animated. It's okay. <laughs> I think the live action was on Disney Plus. I almost watched it. Yeah, they they did make a live action. I haven't seen the live action yet. I I don't think I could. I've also never seen Peter Pan. Don't watch Peter Pan. Disney's Peter (laughs) Pan sucks. Um, There's a handful of like classic (laughs) Disney movies that I didn't get to watch. Because if it didn't come on television or if it wasn't sold on VHS at the time. Because Disney used to release things back in the day for a limited amount of time. Yeah, And then it would would go back in the vault. Mm-hmm. And they would yeah. actually be gone, like yeah. and like now we're like it's back in the vault, but it's still on the shelf, right? Yeah, yeah, no, they and, yeah. Or I wouldn't hear that they made the movie because, you know, no internet. Yeah. I I'm, the, um, I'm, I'm older than the internet, kind yeah. of. Not really. It was discovered a long time ago, but still. <laughs> I, I had the luxury of living in Florida growing up, so we lived like an hour and a half away from Orlando. So I. I went to Disney quite often. <laughs> I knew it all. I yeah. have never been to Disney World. I've only been to Disneyland, and that was very briefly. Is that California? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always mix them up. Yeah. I think I was I, just there a few months ago, but that was like 10 years ago. I would like to go back to Disneyland, and I would like to go to Disney World. So When I was at Disney in February, I was asking... Um, my brother-in-law who worked there, uh, which one was better, Disneyland or Disney World? And apparently the consensus is among park staff that Disney World, the one in Florida, is the better of the two. <laughs> he might be biased, though. But I was curious. <laughs> I, was like, I might be biased, too, because Disney World would be mine, but I've never been to Disneyland. so They have a Pandora ride that was the best thing ever. You got to ride on, like, one of the little, I don't know. It was Pandora. What's that dumb blue movie that's a ripoff of Fern Gully? Avatar? Avatar, yeah. Oh, Avatar, yeah. And, like, you were on one of those winged creatures, and it was, like, you were in front of the screen, and they called it, like, a 4D experience that sprayed water in your face and wind, and you were on these, like, bikes that, like, moved, like, super cool. Did you ride Space Mountain? the best ride. And I hate Avatar. Did you ride Space Mountain? Um, We were in line, and then it broke down, and they shut it down. (laughs) So I did not need to ride Space Mountain. I hate that. Uh, I hate but... that. Oh, that was going to be my question. 
It's a terrifying ride. I'm not the biggest fan of roller coasters, and I got put on that ride ah. not knowing what it was. I still don't oh, know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my brother-in-law told me that um, riding it with the lights on is more terrifying than when the lights are out. Oh, really? Your head, yeah. oh, God. Your head comes so close. Uh, so, like, yeah. it looks like you're going to smack into it. Yeah, ours was definitely in the dark when we wrote it, and it was utterly terrifying. And I was like, I will never, never again. Is that something like you're in space or something? Yeah, because it's like dark and it's just like random stuff lit up, but it's like pitch black. And then you have the light of like the car, and then like the, some of part of the rails. There's um, there's actually like so you have actual Space Mountain that you can ride on, and then I don't know if they still have it, but I assume that they do. They have like another side by side ride, which is like mm-hmm. a car that explains like the history of Space Mountain, and you actually That's get to see cool. the roller coaster as it goes it. without actually being on it. <laughs> so you get to like That's see what it really looks cool. like. Yeah, so you can see like the blackness, and then you see like the lights all lit up as the cars move, and you can mm-hmm. hear like everyone, but it's just like a little train ride that you go on. I don't like drops at night, like, like, like dark. So like if it's dark and there's sudden drop, I don't like it. And so I, I think that ride is pretty much all that. Yeah. And like <laughs> I was even riding Pirates of the Caribbean and that happens and I didn't expect it. I, they were almost tears. <laughs> there's only one at the very beginning, but I'm still like, yeah. nope. Cause I think I'm going to die every time. Okay, she's back. No, my question actually, <laughs> going back to the question about favorite Disney movies, since it is Disney month, mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on the live action movies? I've, especially since Mulan came out recently, I've been reading a lot of reviews about how everyone hates the live action movies. I freaking love them. I, now, I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen like the Cinderella movie and Beauty and the Beast, and there was another one i'm sure lion king King, uh junk i love the live action jungle book like the lion king i didn't like because i mean there are lots of reasons but um i i don't know like there's i don't even care if they're a rehash of the animated they can make a scene by scene remake of the animated into live action and i will always love it just because it's fun to see like when i was a kid to see a live action version of an animated movie was a big deal. And I think that stuck with me. And so I'm just curious. I haven't seen all of Beauty and the Beast. Lion King I enjoyed, but I understand why a lot of people didn't. And I appreciated some of the changes that they made that were kind of offensive from the original. I also, unpopular opinion as we know, really like the live action Aladdin. I like it. um, and then I, I did not like the live action Cinderella only because I love the story of Cinderella and Into the Woods came out after that and they do a much better version of Cinderella and Into the Woods because they do the actual story of Cinderella. Grim Cinderella? Yeah. there's also a non-Grim Cinderella. Uh, that's, I know that Disney wasn't going to do the Grim version, but I kind of hoped that they might do a little bit more along those lines and they really didn't they it was disney cinderella like it was the exact same and it was a bit forced because they have the moral of something about being kind and they, like that was my my takeaway from that was like it was really forced with that that sort of theme 
And so I didn't yeah. necessarily like it so much walking away, but now I watch it and I'm like, I really enjoy this. Yeah. I, I like I just take it for what it is and it's a fun adventure for a night. I do really like the remake of Mary Poppins. I know it's not entirely fit with it because it's not animated 100%, but I do really like Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. I just love Emily Blunt. And Lin-Manuel Miranda was fantastic too in it. I just really like the remake of Mary Poppins. I thought it was very well done and it wasn't a remake, which I liked. Right. It was I, that's oh. one reason why I really like Maleficent. Because it's, yeah. you know, like the Mary other Poppins. side. But I'll tell you, I just don't like Mary Poppins. I never have. I <laughs> never will. I've watched sugar. most of huh? Help the medicine go down. My mom yeah. never let me have sugar with medicine. So <laughs> that was the drive for afterwards. You get a Reese's peanut butter cup if you took your medicine. <laughs> so. Some Little Mermaid, if it'll ever uh, happen. They did the there. live action musical. I don't like the musical. Mm-hmm. Interestingly about the musical, they do fill in some like plot holes. It's just, and I actually have this problem with pretty much all live action Disney musicals. They just don't translate. <laughs> they don't. And like, I saw the Lion King at West mm-hmm. End. And I mean, it is an amazing thing to see live. The, they have these massive puppets that like come down from the audience and it's, the birds fly over. It's really cool. And, but then later, when Mufasa is having his heart-to-heart with baby Simba, he takes his head off. And I'm just like, <laughs> are you human or are you lying? And they never explain it. <laughs> like, he just happens. takes it off and puts it down. And he bends down and he's, like, talking face-to-face to Simba. And I'm like, aren't you a lion? Or are you <laughs> a person wearing a lion pelt? And if that's true... Yeah. Why were all these people over here dressed up as animals as well? Is this just what you guys do? Because, like, there's this moment with Zazu. So it's a puppeteer. He's wearing, like, all blue. And he has Zazu like this. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. he's controlling the puppet. But you can fully see him. At one point in time, I think it's Scar, takes the puppet and throws it across the stage. And the actor goes and then runs after it. And I'm just like, what was that? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh-huh. That's probably an unpopular opinion, though, because, I mean, I think The Lion King is one of the highest grossing Broadway shows of all time. It probably is. Probably because it is. idiots it like is. us will pay to go see it because we're like, oh, it's The Lion King! I paid to go see it. It's <laughs> a good story! I just love Broadway. And so, like, when I was in London, like, we, we would hit West End every couple of weeks and just be like, what's playing now? Oh, let's go do that. I cried though when I saw Very it. Very nice. Aww. Simba dying kills me every time. Mm. It was the opening. Mufasa. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, Simba dies. Whatever. Mm-hmm. No, the opening made me cry because, like, it was just. Aww. It shocked me so much because I'm sitting kind of high up, and then suddenly, like, the sun rises and the song plays, and then like these puppets come out overhead, and then like there's just a trail of like giant elephant and giraffe puppet coming down and I was just like and it was like my childhood rising up in me and I was just like I can't say anything I cried watching Wicked and I don't know why I cried I, I was such a baby Aww. I think that movie was set to release next year but it needs you know, to release I need it I will tell you though I will go see Frozen on Broadway oh. I'm curious I like the <laughs> um, science behind how they do like a lot of the lighting and the, the I don't want to say pyrotechnics. 
the smoke effects and stuff. I'm curious to see Special those. effects. Thank you. Special <laughs> effects. <laughs> um, yeah, I would so, totally go see that live. Thank you for joining us today as we explored The Little Mermaid and discussed some of the origins of the story. Next week is Alice's bonus episode, and a little birdie told me that it involves a vorpal blade that goes snicker-snack. So if you want to stay up to date on everything going on, follow us on social. You can follow us on Facebook at Fucked Up Fables. That's fucked up with only one U. F-C-K-E-D. Up Fables. We're also on Instagram at F underscore Fables and Twitter at Fed Up Fables, E-F-F-E-D. We also have a YouTube channel, so if you want to see our lovely faces, you can follow us there. That is Fucked Up Fables with an asterisk, so F asterisk C-K-E-D, Up to Fables. And if you have any suggestions for us, send us a Gmail at fedup.fables at gmail.com. That is E-F-F-E-D, Up dot Fables at gmail.com. Thanks for staying. Bye. Bye.